Hi, I'm Mark Budd. And I'm Jair Briggs Davis. And we're from Mark and Jair Explained Sports. This is a tripod production. The following is a tripod production. Do not attempt to adjust your dial. Mark Budd and Jair Brooks Davis, two friends growing up in the Big Apple, two friends who became sports writers at the top of their craft. Mark, the assistant sports editor at Drexel University's The Triangle. Jair, the color commentator and reporter at Curry College. On their own, they give their own unique insights. However, together, Mark and Jair explain sports. going on everybody welcome to another episode of mark and gyre explain sports we are in season four episode two mark what is going on dude it's going pretty well gyre happy to be talking to you today you know feeling pretty good about the phillies so that that's that's good you know just just enjoying the spring the start of spring and enjoying that baseball is back how are you doing gyre i'm doing well mark so Right now, well, as of late, the Mets have been struggling a little bit, but right now we are recording, but old fans and folks that are listening, we are recording right now on Tuesday night. The Mets are in a doubleheader against the Philadelphia Phillies, and we did win on a Jonathan VR walk-off. So I'm feeling pretty good right now. Plus, he did drive in a run, and Brandon Nimmo had a two-run single. So we're leading three to nothing in the second game of this doubleheader. So I'm feeling pretty good right now. I'm very happy for you, Jair. Um, not. What do you mean? Why would you be happy? Aren't you a Philly fan? Well, yeah, I, that, you're right. I lied. Anyway, Jair, what are your thoughts on actually the Mets and the Phillies in the past week getting the luckiest of wins? Both teams, actually. The Mets first getting the elbow of Michael, Michael Conforto, I believe it was, right? Yes, it was. On the walk, and then the Phillies got lucky, and their guy missed the home plate against the Braves, and he was still caught safe. So that was interesting. On Sunday my, personal, my personal feelings about the Michael Conforto thing is that Michael Conforto, he was wrong for that one. That one, that was a strike, first of all. And it's just Michael Conforto, he has been struggling. And I understand, like, it's the earlier part of the season, but at the same time, Mark, you know, he's a veteran. And a lot of people have, have talked about how he should be worth $200 million or have been questioning, is he worth $200 million? He has got to play better. Jeez. I will say that about him. And I, I mean – I'm a Mets fan. I root for them. I don't mean to be biased, but look, he needs to play better. That that is that. And you know, it's a it's a display of umpires missing calls, and that's and this is where replay really really counts. So, are you a fan of Michael Conforto? I, I don't know where you're going with this one, Jair. No, it's not about me being a fan or not being a fan of Michael Conforto. I'm just trying to say that he shouldn't be doing that, and he needs to be better than that. He's a veteran. He needs to play better, and he. And you shouldn't be sticking your out your arm out over the plate just to get a hit by a pitch. If a ball is coming at you and you're in the batter's box, I mean, to me that is one thing. But if you're standing over the plate, I mean, like if you're standing in your side of the box or you're standing in your box, and then pitch is coming and you have to like put yourself over the plate to get hit, that's a different story. Yeah, I mean, I agree. I think. It's also pretty early in the season. Like, I see your headline for this week is, are the Red Sox a sleeping favorite to win the at least? Let's calm down here, okay? It's like 10 games into the season, they won seven straight. Congrats. Congrats. Like I said last week, the Orioles, they've had plenty of hot starts in the past few years, and they end up being the last-ranked team in the league. So, no, I'm not worried about the Red Sox. Are you? Well, my favorite team is not in the AL East. Oh, so you, so you want the Red Sox to win? 
I never said that, Mark. All I'm just trying to say is that are the Red Sox like a sleeping favorite? Is that what you think? I'm just trying to say that are they a sleeper? No. Well, we will see. I haven't really focused. I did see J.D. Martinez hit three home runs in a game, though. That was pretty cool. Yeah. The, the Red Sox, I mean, offensively, they have a pretty solid team, but their pitching staff. And they've Alex Cora back. Coaching. Their pitching staff is a little bit questionable, but the, but the Red Sox offensively are pretty good. Alex Verdugo, he is turning into a really good player ever since he got traded from Los Angeles to Boston. And also Nathan Navaldi, I think, hasn't been that has like I think he was a very good pitcher, especially when he did come to Boston. But that is that. But Mark, one more thing. Back to the NLEs. Do you think that the, that the Mets should think about trading Jacob deGrom or should Jacob deGrom want out from flush and Queens, especially with the performances that he has given? Uh, I mean, I, I don't know why he'd want to leave, especially with um, especially with Steve Cohen willing to pay so much money. Why, why would he want to leave? Jacob deGrom is lighting it up right now. And, you know, he's at least worth $35 billion a year probably. So he's going to get like a seven-year con. He is 32 years old, though, I will say. He's getting up there on the age. So he probably is. If he needs to get a contract, I would sign an extension now. He'd probably only get like five years because of his age. Pretty interesting, Mark. He is. Do you want him to stay? Well, well, look, Mark. I want Jacob Degrom to stay, but my thing about it is, is my thing about it is, I can't blame him if he wanted to leave because the franchise has not supported him with runs in games. He just took the loss to the Miami Marlins because of one bad pitch that he gave to Jazz to Jazz Chisholm, and. The offense has and the offense didn't really back him up. Mm-hmm. Like I'm convinced that the that the lineup texts each other the night before. Like the, all the fielders, they text each other and they say, "Hey, look, you know Jacob Degrom, he's pitching. Jake's pitching tomorrow, bro. Nah, let's not give him any run support. He'll he'll bail us out. Let's not try as hard." People were were saying like, you know, do the Mets like have have some like pressure when he pitches or something like that? Like they can't hey, manage probably. They probably do it, but they they definitely have more pressure because he's the best pitcher and, you know, he wants to get those Ws, but, you know, his team doesn't exactly help him. That brings me to your boy, Francisco Lindor, Jair. What are your thoughts on him so far? My thoughts on him is that he's going through a slow start also. He's got to play better. I'm sure that he puts it on himself. How about his fielding? His fielding, earlier today, he had a – I haven't really thought that much about his fielding, but – I mean, yeah, I honestly haven't really thought that much about his fielding. Well, isn't that what he's known today, for? Today, he's known for as an all-around player, but like by by hitting and also his fielding. Yes, yeah, so I was asking if his fielding stood out to you. Clearly, it didn't because you, you don't remember. I haven't really focused. Mark, the issue right now with the Mets hasn't necessarily been their fielding; it has been their offense. Well, I'll, I'll say this: I don't think that's an issue with the Yankees. The New York Yankees. Well, what's your opinion on the Yankees right now? My opinion on the Yankees is that, you know, there's always going to be one or two. You know, they're, they're only five and five right now. But like I said, it's the first 10 games of the season. You know, they're going to you know, they're going to end up in first place or they're at least going to be the, in the playoffs. My question with the Yankees is what are they going to do when it comes to the playoff? I'm not there's no worry with the Yankees until playoff time. You know, the Mets, you guys got to get there. Well, with the New York Yankees, well, the AL East, as of right now, to me, Mark, the way of how I see it. If the Red Sox can manage to keep this up for a good chunk of the season with the way of how they're playing right now, combined with the New York Yankees and the Toronto Blue Jays and see the remnants of the Tampa Bay Rays, it, it could be a close race within the AL East. Gary Sanchez has to do better defensively, and most people would agree with that. I think they always say that, though. 
they people do always say that, but the Yankees have a talented roster, and I and I will tip my cap over to them, over to those boys at the Bronx. Well, Jared, that's that's a lot of respect coming from you, someone who's a, you know, a huge Yankee hater his whole life. You know, talking smack about the Yankees and saying how you always wish they lose. I don't know what's wrong with you, but uh, maybe you came to your senses finally. Yeah, I did, Mark. I did. I think you took that hate to the Yankees and put it all towards the Red Sox. Yeah, I did. You know, Red Sox, Bruins, Celtics. Not a big fan of them. You know, what about the Patriots? Just uh, oh, absolutely not. The, the New England Patriots. Hey, look, Julian Edelman. He just he he just retired. We'll get into that later. He's but, not hey, a Hall of Famer. I, I, we'll get into that one, Mark, but, like, he's a Hall of Famer for what? I said he's not. He's not. Uh, no, 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 no. I know you're saying he's not. I'm trying to say, what, like, where's this narrative of him becoming going into Hall of Fame? That's what I'm trying to understand. I, 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 I don't know. Most people who know what they're talking about are like, no way. He's a great player, not a Hall of Famer. He's a, good, he's a really good player. There's, like, seven guys who have more receiving yards ahead of him. You remember uh, Jordy Nelson? Yes. He's on the Hall of Fame. Well, that well, that's a good point, Mark. But Mark, let me ask you one thing. But we, but I don't want to get too much into the NFL. Do you? Would you be surprised if Julian Edelman did come out of retirement and join oh. like the Tampa Bay Buccaneers? No, would you? I wouldn't be surprised. I I think I honestly think that probably will happen. Did you see what Gronkowski said? He said there's a 69 percent chance he he goes to the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. <laughs> I wouldn't be surprised about that. Antonio Brown is a veteran. He wants big money, I believe. He just wants to be paid like everyone else is, not $2 million a year. But, you see, I think that they, that they could sign Jul- – I think that the Buccaneers will probably put Jul- Julian Edelman into a cheaper contract. Yeah, but how healthy can he stay? That's the question. Well, well with the offense that they currently have right now, well, with the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, they, and they still have weapons, I think that they could – I think that obviously he's not going to be the, like the, the top option. That, that's that's what you think. Jay, before we take a break, let's let's continue with some NFL talk just because we got into it already. So, Jay, I, I want to know, you know, we talked about the draft. Are you expecting the order to be different or you're expecting it to be Lawrence and then Wilson? And then do you think it's going to be Mac Jones third? I'm, I'm, I'm going to stick with that, Mark. It's a, I, I, don't, I think it's a terrible move. How do you think so? Think about what the, the Bears did when they drafted Mitchell Trubisky ahead of Deshaun Watson and Patrick Mahomes and Mitchell Trubisky this offseason signed a one-year, $1 million contract with the with the Buffalo Bills. It just shows you how that went. Well, Mark, uh, it's, it's a tough say because, you know, because, look, regardless of how you are as a draft pick, there's always a chance that it could fail, to be honest. Yeah, but there's a guy who's clearly the better option. I don't know why you would risk and gamble on someone who's not, you know, a can't admit. Like, Justin Fields is a Pretty can't miss prospect. Justin Fields has been very slept on. I will say that yeah. with all the hype that was coming around between Clemson and Zach Wilson, who came out of nowhere, by the way, from BYU. I, I will give you that one. I will give you that one. But yeah, like I like I feel like I haven't heard Justin Fields' name in a in a long time. Ever since like you know the championship game. Well, what well, I well I really hope. I would be very pretty upset if the Patriots end up getting him because then that'll be trouble because that'll be good. Well, it's it's very interesting, Mark. Can, with, with the Patriots and they talk about Cam Newton and who could trade who and Jimmy Garoppolo. Do you think that Jimmy Garoppolo will be traded back to New England for Cam Newton? Did you see that happening? No, I, I Jimmy Garoppolo's contract is way too big. 
So I do not see that happening. I, I think that he'll stay the, the year and then the Niners will move on. But Jair, um, we're going to take a quick break and then we'll get into basketball in our final segment. So stay tuned. Hey, what's going on, everybody? Welcome back to another part of Mark and Jair Explain Sports for this week. So, Mark, before we dive deeper into some basketball stuff, like, you know, the real, like the real, real stuff, can you just talk to me a little bit about this thing with Kevin Durant and Shannon Sharp because it feels like they've gone at it with each other over the years and well, Shannon Sharp says what he says and I respect Uncle Shay, but uh, I, I love Uncle Shay Shay too, but I think that uh Kevin Durant kind of put him in his place today. So Shannon Sharp is very critical of the Nets because he's a huge LeBron guy. So Kevin Durant, you know, obviously knows that. Shannon Sharp today displayed a thing that he said was from Kevin Durant talking about LeBron and how like his finals appearances and it was basically like criticizing LeBron and then it turns out that Kevin Durant actually never said that and he like exposed Shannon Sharp for saying that and and like Shannon Sharp kept like avoiding the conversation and then he was like um Kevin Durant was like if you want to talk about it I'll happily come on uh First take, no issue. Undisputed. Oh, undisputed. And then Shannon Sharp was like, no, oh, well, we, we could talk about it just like men privately. And then Kevin Dur- Durant like kept going back at him. And then Shannon Sharp just blocked him on Twitter. I don't know. I, I, I've got to be honest with you, Mark. I love both guys. I, I used love- to not like Kevin Durant, but now I do. I, I love both guys. But, you know, man, I, I, I got to be real. I, I'm, I'm on Kevin Durant's side. You can't really go into a social media war with this guy. He knows what he's doing. No, I, I, it's not about that. It's just because Shannon Sharp comes from a place of like, you know, I think that Shannon Sharp knows the difference between right and wrong. And he's like, and he's usually an upstanding guy. And like, you know, he once said, uh, he once said like, you know, when like he, like he once said something about Kevin Durant and he said, Katie, you need to at me. But like, you know, if Kevin Durant, I'm going to look into it after folks, for those who are listening, but if Kevin Durant had the chance, well, if Shannon Sharp did give Kevin Durant the opportunity to come in and, on the show and they could talk it out and they could hash things out, I would honestly have to say, wait, no, no. If Kevin Durant had the chance to come in on the show, I'm, I, I might have. He gave I, Shannon Sharp the chance for him to come on the show. Wait, Kevin Durant. Kevin Durant said he would go on the show and Shannon Sharp ignored it. Okay, then. My mistake, guys, for, for everyone that's watching. If Kevin Durant did say that he'll be willing to come in on the show, and if Shannon Sharp avoided that, then I'm going to say, Shannon, you're 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 wrong for that one. Yeah. Because, because at least Kevin Durant had the ch- like was willing to come in and like get, be honest about it. Stephen, like I'm not I'm not I don't mean to draw comparisons comparisons, but Stephen A. and Kevin Durant they've had their own issues in the past too. Yeah, but he'll go on and talk to him about it. But but Kevin Durant did go on first take and he did talk about it. That's entertaining. Like that's what people want to see. That's what people want to see. So my advice is, is that Shannon, look, if Shannon Sharp ever watches this or hears us, if he ever hears us, please let let KD come on undisputed. Because even yeah, before, come on, Mark and Jai are explaining sports. If KD wants to, we we ha- he has an open invite. Oh oh, both of them do. Yeah, Kevin Durant should check his easy money sniper. Should check his DMs from for all those Durant. for all those people listening. Please tag us so that we could get easy money sniper, which is Kevin Durant to come in Absolutely. on our show, and we want to talk to him about. We want to talk to him about everything, include even his MVP speech. Yep. But he yeah, can take the questions for us if he wants. Yes, but 
I will give this one. I will give this round to Kevin Durant. Even Kevin, Kevin Durant's been winning in social media a lot. Yeah, we, we used to, everyone used to call him a loser back when he was in, when he was in Oakland, California, when he was playing in Oakland, California. But after what he did to Michael Rappaport, ooh, that was awesome. But uh, all right, Jaya. Let's get into the series. Enough of social media. Um, let's oh. talk about just like straight up NBA. So let's just get right into it. Last night, unfortunately for the Nuggets, Jamal Murray tore his ACL and is uh, missing the season which um, puts a huge damp on what the Nuggets were going to potentially do in the playoffs. And, you know, I had them as one of the teams to make it to the finals. And, yeah, that's just not happening anymore. Sucks. but Yeah. And I feel bad because, like, they had a real chance with getting Aaron Gordon. It looked great. Oh, yes, they did. I mean, I um, think they'll be it's just, good still, but I don't know, man. Yeah, you know, championship level right now, it's highly questionable. I'm sorry that Jamal Murray's going to be out because, you know, torn ACL like that. That's like, what, a year recovery, Mark? Yeah. Mm-hmm. I remember some kid once said, oh, this guy might have like a torn Achilles or like a torn ACL. He'll be back in like two weeks. I was like, boy, you Yeah, that's, that's just not how science works, buddy. It's not like, how body works, yeah. Like, dude, you don't ever act like you know basketball. Yeah, don't ever talk again. Never see any. But, you know, like for Jamal Murray, you know, I'm, I'm sorry, praise out to him. The Nuggets are like, you know, I don't know. Should they look be a free agency to fill out the shoes of a Jamal Murray? Um, I, I mean, no. Know. I mean, the, the guy's going to be back next year. You're talking about like the, the waiver wire or like buyout? No, no, I'm, no, I'm just trying to say – I'm not saying like we're going – no. We're, I'm not saying we'll replace Jamal Murray forever. I'm oh, he's going to be fine. He's going to be back next season. Mark, I'm trying to say for this year. Oh, yeah. So you're saying from the buyout market. Buyout market, free agency, whoever's available. Who? Jamal Crawford? Isaiah Thomas? Well, no, oh, Isaiah Thomas, isn't he in New Orleans right now? They didn't bring him back. Well, I mean, would he, like, you know, should he give? Do you I would give Isaiah Thomas a chance. Yeah. I would, I would give, look, I'm not saying, well, I'm not here to say like Isaiah Thomas is just going to come in and ball out like he's MJ, but I'm just trying but to say. But he, ha- he has in the past been able to like score a lot. Yeah, he has played well in the playoffs. <laughs> We have to give that one to Isaiah Thomas. He's an MVP candidate in, like, 2018. 2017. That was crazy. Yeah, that, and then his career completely fell off. But, you know, I would take a look at at Isaiah Thomas, for example. He's he's played – I mean, he's, he has a history of playing well. That's all I'm just trying to what say. about Jamal Crawford? As for Jamal Crawford, obviously – Jamal Crawford's obviously another guy. But, you know, he's also old. So that makes it very questionable. But – He's another option. It'll be very interesting to see what they do. But moving on, you know, um, who do you think has a better chance of going farther in the playoffs? Actually, two teams that have been on a rampage this year. It's been the Utah Jazz and the Phoenix Suns. While the Jazz were very good last year, you know, they're on another level this year. But the Phoenix Suns, man, I believe they're in second place right now. They One of the only big additions to their team this year was getting Chris Paul and you know, last year he did it with the Thunder going to the playoffs, and this year the, the Suns are even better. They're like a, a legit team, and, you know, him and Devin Booker, I would watch out for the Suns. Like, the team that I thought the Nuggets were going to be this year in the playoffs, I think that's now the, the Suns, the team to watch out for. Well, Mark, in my opinion, you are forgetting – well, Phoenix also added several other – like, they added another – Yeah, but if they didn't add Chris Paul, this wouldn't have happened. Well, that's partially true, Mark, but don't forget, like, weren't the Suns, like, one game like one game out from, like, making it today? No, yeah, I know, but they, they, they weren't. Right, though. No, they, no, I see what you're saying, but you're right. I agree with you. They, they, they were one game out, but they're not in the situation this year because of how much better they are. Well, look, I'm, we got to give it to Chris Paul. 
I like Utah. Well, let me start with Utah, Mark. I like Utah a lot. I think that I should keep more of an eye out, per, like, you know, personally on them. Mike Conley has to play elite, and they need to definitely support Donovan Mitchell. I'm, I want to see Rudy Gobert prosper, and he needs to step up big time in the playoffs. I know that they, that they signed him to a big contract extension. And as for the Phoenix Suns, well, as for the, as for the Phoenix Suns, having Chris Paul – like be that veteran guy is going to be very key. Uh, well, obviously, and backing him up with Devin Booker and veterans like Jay Crowder and having a young guy like and, and I was about to say Dario Saric, DeAndre Ayton. It, it, it's going to be close. Who I think is going to go further? Oh, it's a tough one. I might give some leeway a little bit towards Phoenix. What about you, Mark? Yeah, I'm definitely going to choose Phoenix, but Jair. Moving on to the Eastern Conference, what are your thoughts on the, the the Hawks? And, you know, ever since they fired their coach Lloyd Pierce, I believe they've gotten 16-5 with Nate McMillan under the coach. So shout-out to the Hawks. You know, they're playing well. They have Gallinari and Bogdanovich healthy now, and they're playing well. Trey Young finally got some help. What are your thoughts on the Hawks? Okay, first things first, wasn't Nate McMillan – like a, a pretty solid coach when he was yeah in- he's been coaching for like 15 plus years yeah he coached the trailblazers for a while he coached the pacers recently he, he's like a, a solid coach yeah he's a solid coach you know we have to give it up to nate mcmillan and we and there were some underlying things that people were saying about when he fired lloyd pierce but we have to give our respect over to nate mcmillan he appeared in the finals with, with the seattle supersonics in 96 so, and I mean, he's been around George Carl. He has a lot of experience. But as for the, but as for the, uh, for the Atlanta Hawks, we, we've got to give it to them. They added several different pieces in the offseason to get to where they are right now. I love the trade they did, trading Ronda for Lou Williams. Oh, sweet lemon pepper Lou? Yeah, sweet lemon pepper Lou. That's your, that's your boy, Jair. <laughs> I mean, I, I think I met Lou Williams once. Jay, I'm sorry I have to cut you off, but I'm looking at your last um, note for NBA, and it says, are the Celtics still the favorites in the Eastern Conference? I, I question that sentence. What, what, what do you mean by that? The Celtics? I don't mean to say, like, oh, well, like, I'm just trying to say, like, are we going to regard – you forget about the Nets and the Sixers? But, but, but Mark, they were, heavily, they were heavily regarded. That's yeah, but I'm think about it now. The notion, no one expects them to be the, the best. Okay, then. Okay, then. Let me rephrase – Folks, let me rephrase that. But the Celtics should the Celtics be heavily regarded to win the, to make it out of the Eastern Conference? No, no shot. Well, you have you have a good point there, Mark. <laughs> no shot. Yeah. Well, Mark, I'd well, probably take the Hawks over them to be honest. It's very eye popping to see what they became this season. It really is. I thought that they would have been highly up there, but they they got some stuff to figure out. Weren't they like in on the like the James Harden sweepstakes? Yes, but he didn't want to go there. I can't blame him either. But, you know, the real question is who's going to finish up first, the, the Nets or the Sixers? Where I think the Nets could benefit is that a lot of the players in Brooklyn have been in and out of the lineup and have mm-hmm. been getting hurt. I feel like a little – I feel like something that we got to put in a little bit into perspective is the chemistry of the Brooklyn Nets by the time they make it to the, by the, by the time the playoffs come around. We'll see. We'll go from there, Mark. What's, what's your opinion? Yeah, I mean, I, I know most people are going to say the Nets are the favorite. I mean, I think it could go either way. It all depends on – like, I've been saying this all year. It all depends on Embiid's health. If he gets hurt again, forget it. But, you know, since he's come back, he's been playing dominant. Like, he, like he didn't miss a beat. So, I think it could go 
Jair, should we get into our segments? Absolutely. So who is your loser of the week, Jair, this week? My loser of the week as of right now is the New York Mets offense from, from recently because – but today, but today, folks, as the doubleheader is going on, they're playing well, but still they are losers because they should have supported Jacob DeGrom. My loser of the week would have to be it's – it's a tough question, but, you know, I'm going to have to go Nuggets fans. They're definitely the loser, loser of the week, you know, after – uh, it's unfortunate that Jamal Murray got injured, but their, their their title chances this year are pretty much over now. So they're the loser of the week for me. Sorry, Natalie. Um, She's not going to like that comment. So, Mark, who is your – what? What? You're just talking about your loser of the week. I was just like, okay. I mean, I'm, I'm sorry, Mark. I got confused here. At least Mark, mine's not always your... about the Mets. What? Well, at least yours is not always about the Mets. I have to give, I have to, I have to give it to the Mets when they deserve it. Just saying. Okay, you said what's my funniest of the week? Yes. This is actually pretty funny. Um, the, the, it was announced this week that A. Rod, with a partner, uh-huh. is 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 gonna buy the Minnesota Timberwolves, and they were talking about how you know he's buying the team. They asked Carl Anthony Towns, and he he gave a great answer saying how his mom, like, grew up in New York and, and was like a huge J Lo fan, and that he bought a. Uh, Alex Rodriguez jersey and like so he, he had like a whole story for it and they asked Anthony Edwards they're like well what's it like having A-Rod be the owner he's like who's A-Rod I don't know who that is he's yeah. a, they're like he's a baseball player he's like oh I don't watch baseball I thought that was pretty funny he had no idea who it was didn't he say that he didn't even watch basketball but he watches football yeah I'm pretty sure he said that too but he's he said something like that also. I think he did say that too yeah uh that's funny though well, my funniest moment of the week is right now is between Kevin Durant and Shannon Sharp. I think that I, I want to see Kevin Durant on Undisputed. <laughs> and Kevin Durant on Undisputed. Got to sort got to sort it out. And who is your star of the week, Mark? My star of the week is Steph Curry, man. You know, dropping 53 points last night, passing Milt Chamberlain for the all-time scoring list on the Warriors. Pretty impressive. You know, Steph Curry obviously has a few more years left in his prime. So just to, like, pretty much to be around that for – his whole career and like watch it and then see it happen. It's pretty cool to see. I'm going to have to put him up there too, Mark, but I'm going to go a different route. I'm going to have to give Andre Drummond and his performance against the Brooklyn Nets. That was a very um, good performance, you know, by the way, the Nets, I mean, shout out to the Lakers helping the Sixers out a little bit. Yes. And also, you know, we got to give it to him. He, we I also got to give it to Kyle Kuzma's uh, outfits. Yeah, they're, but, they're really fantastic. He had mirrors on his outfit that, like, well, I don't understand where that came from, but dude literally had mirrors on his jacket. Yes, but in terms of the playing and everything like that, we got to get, you know, I, I know, Kyrie Irving, he got, he got, a, I was saying, he got ejected. And oh, God. Yeah. Yeah. He got ejected. And like Dennis Schroeder got, <laughs> what was, he was done for the game also, but, you know, made it, made things easier for, for the Lakers. But hey, they went out, they won. Give it up to Andre Drummond. He went up against a monster in Kevin Durant. Didn't he get dunked on by Kevin Durant? Who? Andre Drummond? I believe so. Yes. But, anyways, Mark, that was that. So, you know, Jair, it's going to be interesting to see what happens in baseball this week. Hopefully, the Phillies don't lose a lot of games. Hopefully, the Mets lose a lot of games. And hopefully, the Sixers don't lose games. I'm very excited for the draft to occur. I believe we're two weeks away. Yes, so, sir. I'm excited for that. And. Looking forward to speaking to you next week, Jair. Yes, Mark. Likewise. Also, by the way, my boy Tomas Nito, he just had a triple. I don't even know who that is. He's a backup catcher, dude. That's why. Okay. Well, we can catch us next week, folks. Have a good week, Jair. You too, Mark.
To listen to more Tripod Productions, go to thetriangle.org slash podcasts.